If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Friday football frenzy to everyone in the sports universe. It is March the 18th, 2022. This is the AM Drive on 12 on Sports, and we are live. Brian Crouch, I am Michael Carvello saying, Aaron, how's your bracket? My bracket is okay. It's uh, it's had a tough oh, first yeah. day for AM Drive. I do have a better bracket where I did go 12 and 4. Uh, but that's not the bracket I produce for AM Drive. So the, the question really has to remain is, do you continue to make brackets that are different from each other and hope that one of them pans out? Or do you hope to make your best bracket and just put that all over the Internet? The sad thing is I feel like of the 161 that are left, I believe last time I checked, that are perfect, I'm pretty sure 150 of those are probably little BS brackets. Somebody just said, oh, I'll just do this instead. <laughs> I think you might be right about that. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's like you said, it's it's pure guessing. I know that there's, you know, guys who overanalyze it, psychoanalyze it, look at the trends, look at the, you know, every single statistic they can, and their bracket still looks somewhat like mine. So it's, it's, right. it's, it's kind of, there's no real... Uh, science behind it but espn did a commercial one time i don't know if you remember this where they just showed a bunch of like uh where the guy was throwing darts at the balloons the one guy was feeding uh feeding his dogs the other guy was uh you know doing they were doing different things basically saying there's no science to this just do an experiment see what happens and that's who you should pick for your uh for your bracket so that's that's kind of almost what i do basically I guess the only one that shocked me was the Kentucky loss, which I know we're about to yeah. have an ad read here, but that's just the one like Kentucky was supposed to have like a, a more older team compared to other years. And they, they couldn't get past the round of 64. Like coach Cal, which is kind of, I haven't heard from coach Cal in years. Maybe this is the reason why. Hey, you know what? St. Peter's, if you are looking to capitalize off of this win against Kentucky and you need to grow your brand, well, come to the AM drive and <laughs> If you and host, use, use code AM Drive with Popple. <laughs> right. So if you host a podcast for any small business, or even if you have a under-the-radar college basketball team, it's hard <laughs> spreading the word, unless you, of course, you upset Kentucky. Friends want to check it out, but Aaron, will they? If you beat Kentucky, they might start. That's right. Well, it's time to guarantee even if you lose to Kentucky with Popple. P-O-P-L. Popple's an easy-to-use but high-tech digital business card. Get your problem using the code and drive, like you said, for 20% off. Set up your links and share. People you share with don't even need a popple, so it makes it that much better. So when you get your popple in keychain, pop stock, even credit card form, enter that code AM Drive in all cash for 20% off on popo.co or go to mikeandarendrive.com and click the popple logo. But of course, the AM Drive is the key. All righty, back to the bracket updates here. And speak before we get to brackets, I do want to say. The Saskatchewan Rush lost again last night, 14 to 12. And yeah, I was not that. happy to hear that. I predicted a sweep for the weekend, and that just didn't happen. I kind of convinced you they were going to do it too. I think you picked both games for the Rush. <laughs> I don't think I did. I think I took their home game, but not their away game. Right. I, so they, they lost the... 14 to 12. The season is, is, is poop right now. So That's hopefully correct. Cody's game can get a win tomorrow, obviously. That would oh, yeah. be good for them. Right. That would be good. If good you know, they can you. find a way to salvage the weekend, he can call a win. That would be good for them. I'm calling it the Cody curse or the Jansen jinx, by the way. Yeah, I've been telling him that in DM, so he's already heard this before. Okay. Fair enough. 
the Jansen Jinx with the Cody Curse. I don't know what happened, but when he joined this team, but bleh. um, back to the brackets now. Aaron, do you think like in terms of, like a scale of one to fifteen, how much, how um big was that upset over Kentucky? I just I don't see how Kentucky lost to St. Peter's. I'm sorry to St. Peter's, but my God. Yeah, I mean, no disrespect to St. Peter's. We see these things happen a lot, and I bet if you you know dove deeper into the statistics, you'd see that while well, St. Peter's has a team that's meshed and played together for years, and they you know they have nothing to lose, they're playing with house money, and Kentucky, I mean, like, again, let's take this all with a grain of salt. I haven't watched a ton of college basketball this year. Right. But Kentucky just didn't seem like they had the lottery picks, uh, you know, for the future draft like they normally do. Like, I didn't hear much about them. I've been listening and trying to read a little bit in the last couple of days about, you know, uh, you know, these teams. And it just didn't seem like Kentucky was as sexy as they have been in years past. But yeah, it's I mean, yes, we've seen twos get knocked off by 15th before Duke versus Lehigh was one. I think that uh, I remember off the top of my head. But yeah, it's it's never a good day uh, for for Kentucky basketball when you're out in the starting 64 round. To be fair, um, St. Peter's had 11 losses this year. I'm sure a lot of those are in conference play. This team lost games to teams way worse than Kentucky. Right. I would assume. And so I'm looking at the box score of this game. This kid named named Shibwe or something like that. Or, 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 I'm, I'm not even going to try to say that name. Oh, Shibwe scored 30 points and grabbed 16 boards. And the rest of his team, you had guys like Grady shooting one of nine, Washington shooting two of ten. And they played no defense, apparently. I didn't watch the game and didn't think I needed to. I was watching the beginning of the game at work, and it was, you know, it was just it was close the whole day. And you know, you come out, and again, I don't know what's in the mind of these players, but you come out thinking, okay, well, the St. Peter's Peacocks, located in who knows where, yeah, uh, you know, oh, we'll just walk in the building and they'll lay down for us. No, man, not anymore. These these teams, I feel like, I mean, there's a there's a possibility this team may not have even made the tournament if they don't, you know, win their, their conference and things like that. I don't even know what conference they're in, but I'm assuming they were a conference champion in the mid-Atlantic American Conference. I don't even know what the that sounds awful. is. Sorry. So, uh, you know, they have the situation where, yeah, they've they've lost games to, like you were saying, like VCU, they've lost games to, they lost to Murray State, uh, Siena, you know, Stony Brook. Oh, Siena. Like, exactly. These teams aren't, you know, world beaters. Iona, Ryder, uh, Canisius. Like, this, oh, isn't, a, this isn't a team that should be, lo- like, Kentucky should be losing to, like, Again, but, no disrespect, but it's the Blue Bloods, and you can't lose this game. Yeah, you walk into a building just thinking the other team's going to lie down, and that just doesn't exist anymore. Like, all you got to do is – a lot, dude. It's a lot, but, I mean, I'm just saying, like, they they just – they let them in. They let them in. They left the door open, and when that happens, oh, yeah. anything is possible. And sometimes you're not a team that can flip the switch. I mean, you have a number two seed that lost eight games this year. That shows you that the NCAA tournament is relatively wide open. Right. Other games, um, I picked Marquette. North Carolina destroyed them. Holy gee. I didn't realize North Carolina could put up that many points. I seen them look at Duke a couple times. I didn't care for him. Yeah, I saw that game too. That one was – I had North Carolina in that game, so that just that was just a good one for me. Uh, having a blowout where you never have to sweat it is always good. But, yeah, what happened to Marquette, man? They just forgot to show up. I figured Vermont would, was going to give Arkansas hell, and they did. They lost only by four. Although I did pick Arkansas for the show's bracket. Um, Georgia State, did you see the Georgia State Gonzaga? I saw highlights of that. That that game was like a four-point game with like 10 minutes left in the, in the second half. Yes. They, uh, so they shout out my board to Georgia State. They kept it close. And I know uh, our buddy Sammy actually and I were talking. The line in that game was 22. And although it was close with 10, 9, 10 minutes to play, it actually got up to covering the spread for Gonzaga. All of a sudden, they just went on a tear. Late in the second half, right. and ended up not covering by one point. Yeah, don't don't tell me about that. I I may have had money on that game, and I was very mad. Oh, whoops. Okay, well then, forget I said. I that was thing. not happy about the twenty. I was like, "You kidding me, right? You can <laughs> run it up, but just not that much." Yeah, exactly. Um, any other games you want to touch on before we move on to Joe Buck? Well, I have lost three of my Sweet Sixteen teams in the first day, oh. so it's not a great start. I lost UConn, 
I lost uh, South Dakota State and I lost Kentucky. So yeah, what the heck still... happened to South Dakota State? Man, everybody seemed like they wanted the Jackrabbits to win, and they didn't. <laughs> so I have to read about this, but based on the people talking, South Dakota State got kind of robbed on a three pointer, a three point yeah. attempt. I, I didn't see a lot of it. I mean, you look at the score; they end up losing by nine. So obviously, you know, matter. other things happen. But from what I understand, the game got, got kind of turned on a controversial three uh call so i'd have to look into that but i don't know a ton about it but I yeah no South Dakota State. Money to pay off refs <laughs> i did pick richmond though i would have loved to have that 12 13 matchup we almost got it right i got richmond as well spiders spider gang um we're going to disney joe buck and troy aikman are the new voices of monday night football so if you thought hearing them on cowboys games was bad just wait till you hear them every week broadcasting your one of your Favorite games of the week. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like Steve – I didn't care for Steve Levy, but I feel like Joe Buck is not a huge upgrade. I know, I know you were higher on Joe Buck than I am, but look, if his father wasn't a broadcaster, he might not be a broadcaster. He can't look at that situation. I I'm mean, sorry. if he wanted to be in the, the game, he would have found a way. Maybe he wouldn't be who he is today, but I don't know. Maybe – I, I kind of think that, like – I'm like, oh, well, you know, I must be one of the rare ones that's higher on Joe Buck than and Troy Aikman than other people. But then it's like, well, clearly ESPN sees something in their statistics in their research that says Joe Buck and Troy Aikman bring eyeballs to games. Now, we've had this conversation. I personally don't care who's calling a game. Wow. Um, it hasn't really affected my game watching ability. Like, I don't care about Chris Collinsworth. I don't care about... Tony Romo, I don't care about. I don't care who's calling a game. I'm watching a game. No, you guys, you guys put way too much stock in who's calling a game because everybody's so butthurt when they don't ball wash your teams. It's oh, why didn't you pick? On, oh, because you work for the NFL. No, like just watch a football game. Who cares about who's calling the games in the booth? And if ESPN wants to drop thirty million on Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, by all means. But if there's a game on and I have other, you know, things going on, the, th- the difference is, is now this is Monday Night Football. There's one game going on. So you're watching Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. You can't change the channel. Yep. So the situation I see here is I'm going to watch Monday Night Football. And for all of you who can't stand Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, put it on mute or just pray they expand the Manning cast. Because the Manning cast was fun to watch. Oh, that was incredible. I think they just replaced that altogether. Like, if Peyton and Eli can do that every week, I don't even care about what who the commentators are. And I love Gus Johnson. If they brought Gus Johnson in, I really listen to Peyton and Eli. But you know what? As a as a person who wanted to be a sports announcer for a, a certain time growing up, me too. I don't care who does games when I watch when I watch games. I really don't. Or different breeds. I, I really don't. Unless breeds. unless they're just whining and they're constantly whining about something. Sure, like, um See again, even if he is, I don't, I don't see it as much, or I don't hear it as much, and I don't care. <laughs> when we come back, no love lost between Baker and the Browns. Apparently, that's getting ugly. Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, handshake emoji. Also, Zadari Smith pulls a Randy Gregory, and what's the hold up to Sean Watson? We're right back to the AM Drive on Twilight Sports. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs, high quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. 
It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Sports fans are gearing up at fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Do you like online shopping? Jeff Bezos made online shopping better with Amazon. You can buy batteries, get a TV, even purchase your favorite soda. But wait, do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twilight Sports. Next time you use Amazon, use www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Sign in and get shopping. It costs you nothing and helps us. That's www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks. All right, welcome back here to this now Friday football frenzy. We haven't done a Friday football frenzy in a while because, well, football was over, but we've got so much football talk to get to here in this show. So we decided to bring back the Friday football frenzy presented by Fanatics. That's an alliteration if I ever heard one. But if you want every team, every league, and the best daily deals on sports, apparel, and merchandise, then you've got to go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click the F. And when you click that F, it takes you into Fanatics, and everything you buy helps out the AM Drive, and we greatly appreciate it. So once again, if you need the best in sports merchandise and apparel, make sure you go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click that Fanatics logo today. Amen. There's no love lost between Baker Mayfield and the Browns. Merwin Cleveland about a couple of days ago said, we want Deshaun Watson, we're going to talk to him. Well, Baker Mayfield took that to heart as maybe the straw that broke the camel's back. He asked for a trade, and even to my Colts, although I'm not extremely excited about that. And the Browns said no. There is talks that Baker Mayfield has told the Browns he does not think this relationship can be mended, and I don't blame him. But speaking of blame, Aaron, who do you blame more here? And I think I blame both parties a little bit, Baker for acting like a little drama queen, and the Browns were just saying, screw our franchise quarterback, no matter what happened with Deshaun Watson. I I think Browns, like, like Dan Olofsky said on ESPN, they better have a plan B or plan C because Baker is no longer your guy. If any, I think Baker would be the guy to sit out, like honestly, if they don't trade this dude. If Baker sits out for one year, it's career suicide. 100% it's career suicide. Look, you want to, you're looking for people to blame – I, I hate this notion that, you know, oh, we've had to find somebody to blame. Here's the situation. The Cleveland Browns are an organization who feels like they're on the cusp of winning. And based on evidence that was provided by Baker Mayfield last year, he's not the guy that's going to do it. So yeah. they need to make the decisions that are in the best interest of their franchise. And that includes upgrading the quarterback position. You know, in, in this day and age or in any day and age in sports, you know, Quality quarterbacks are going to get replaced. You know, I, Jared Goff got a team to a Super Bowl, and he was promptly replaced by Matt Stafford, who eventually won the Super Bowl. But the fact of the matter is, is I don't like this notion of the word. I don't like the word. I don't know. I don't like the word franchise quarterback. Because to me, a franchise quarterback is someone that you would never in their prime would even consider listening to offers. And I know that that's hypocritical against teams like Aaron, guys like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, who were just involved in trades and also in trades, uh, were involved in trade discussions. So for me, when you're picking up the phone immediately to discuss something with about your quarterback, to me, you're not a franchise quarterback. If you're having hesitation or second thoughts, or your quarterback has now controlled the leverage. I believe you are a franchise. You were considered a franchise quarterback, but Baker Mayfield to me is not a franchise quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. And 
I think it's it's in the best interest of the Cleveland Browns to move on and continue to maybe go for Matt Ryan if Deshaun Watson ends up in Atlanta. Why do you think there's a stalemate between the two? Like what like what would cost Cleveland if you're that far out on Baker? I'm just wondering, like, why say, oh, we're not trading you? Why? You still want him to choose the team he goes to, or it just doesn't make any sense why you would just tell him, oh, you know, screw you. Like, you either screw him or you don't. You either want him or you don't. Well, here's a question. Now, if you upgraded other positions on the field and left Baker Mayfield in, do you think that the Browns could be a playoff slash Super Bowl contender? You put Matt Ryan in or something like that? No, if, if you if you upgraded the positions around Baker Mayfield and left him in, no, because Baker. Mayfield I mean, they've made the playoffs. They made the playoffs. Yeah, they made Baker the division. He's already proven that he can't perform. But I making mean, you've the, had making people a, around him. You had Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and Austin Hooper and Nick Chubb and a defense. Yeah, and, and they made the playoffs. Coach. And they made the playoffs when all those guys and what were they healthy. Do with the playoffs. They lost to the Kansas. They lost to the freaking Super Bowl representative. But but you said the playoff contenders. You must win the games against the Chiefs. Of course you top are. to bottom, the roster's better for the Browns and the Chiefs. Oh, God, no. That's not true you at all. You don't think that's, so? No. Who the they Chiefs have better, on defense? They have better running back. That's about, well, they're, they're probably going to lose Tyron Matthew, but I think I think you're not you're not saying clear and, you know, we're not saying they're a better team. I don't think that. Oh. For the, I don't think that to be true at all. But let's go to, you know, the situation here. If the Browns can make the playoffs consistently, or at least the next season with Baker Mayfield, then that's a successful season for Cleveland. Well, yeah, but you, to me, the problem that people do with like the Browns and the Lions is they have no faith. They say, oh, we made the playoffs because of track history. That's a successful season. But to me, this team is too darn talented to just make the playoffs and, and maybe win a game. or that's And that's it. Is it the Cowboys? Well, this Cowboys, team is not a Super Bowl contender by any stretch. I, I think they are. That's, you put Deshaun Watson on the Cleveland Browns? I really believe they are. I still don't think they are. Even I, We even oh. talked about it on, on Wednesday or Monday or whatever the day that was. <laughs> we, whatever day we talked about Deshaun Watson, I still said the only two teams that are Super Bowl contenders, if they get them, were, were the Saints and the Colts. I think Colts and Browns have similar – I mean, they, they both have good rosters. Saints have a better defense, but I don't think they're – just because you have Alvin Kamara doesn't mean that you have a better run game. Well, if Michael Thomas can come back and play good football, I think you have the best wide receiver out of the two teams. Yeah. And, actually, let's get into Sean Watson first here as we move on um, because now that you mentioned that, I have a question for you about Deshaun Watson. I, I His hometown team is obviously the Falcons, and I've said that – I, be, I don't know why the Falcons weren't a front runner before, but apparently he's narrowed it down to the Saints and the Falcons. You know what? That gives me, that brings me a good point. Not to interrupt you here, but you said why weren't the Falcons the you know a contender from the start? Matt Ryan's a franchise quarterback. The 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 Thank instant you. I Matt, like that. the, the Thank instant you. Deshaun Watson. He is. I don't think he's a great franchise quarterback, oh. but he is a franchise quarterback. I think. Anyways, I don't want to go down the Matt Ryan hole. Right. Um, my feelings on Matt Ryan have been made on this show. But I do think he's a franchise quarterback. I do think he's in the spot where the Fran- Falcons franchise didn't immediately think, we've got to get rid of our quarterback for this guy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I think he's more of a franchise quarterback. Now, do I think they should trade him? Absolutely. I think if they can get Deshaun Watson, that's 100%. Oh, yeah. He has to be traded. But that's the difference between Baker Mayfield and Matt Ryan. The track record for Matt Ryan is – Better, but not much, than it is for Baker Mayfield so far oh. in his short time in the league. Matt Ryan's made a Super Bowl. You you, you already said you want Matt Ryan on the Colts. Well, well, you say it's better, but not by much. That just threw me off. It's not by much. He has an MVP season, but I don't. I think overall Matt Ryan's an average quarterback. That's a fair, but but you're for Deshaun Watson. For me, with the Saints is, I think the the difference would be like, does he really want to play with Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas? And if Michael, and but for the Falcons, do you think Deshaun Watson could convince Calvin really to stay? Uh, well, here's the question: Does what happens with Calvin Ridley? He's not playing this year. I don't care at this point. First of all, <laughs> but you know, mean, you're right about that part. Yeah, I forgot about the whole elephant in the room there. 
Oh, the whole he's suspended have. for a year? Yeah, yeah, they'll be like, you know, oh, and it might be more than that. Um, I don't know. At this point, Deshaun Watson, this to me is like is like head is like head over heart or heart over head right now for him. Like, I know this dude grew up right around the Falcons. I knew he saw Michael Vick play, and I know the Saints probably he doesn't like the Saints too much. If I he went to Clemson, which is right there by Atlanta. He's a hometown boy. I think he knows the Saints were a better option, but I'm telling you, that black and red boy. There's nothing wrong with either team that he goes to. I oh. I just feel like the other the other question is, and a lot of people don't think about this, is there's two sides to every trade. So the Falcons can't just go out there and lowball because Deshaun Watson wants to go there. Yeah. The Saints could come in, the Saints could come in better. Now Again, I don't know the situation here with, you know, Derek, uh, Derek, Deshaun Watson's relationship with, with the Saints. I think ultimately at the end of the day, he's going to do what's best for him, which could end up being the Saints. Yes, the hometown team would be fine. But if, if the Falcons acquire Deshaun Watson, who's he going to throw the ball to? Calvin's who, gone. Who's your Russell Gage line? is gone. Yeah, like there's not a good situation right now. And then – you just reduce the cap number on your quarterback to be able to sign guys to get your team better. Now you're going to bring in another guy who's got a huge cap here. And what if you can't move Matt Ryan? What if that's the reason it's taking so long? Because Adam Schefter, although I've lost respect for that guy after a while, Adam Schefter said this was supposed to be uh, we were supposed to hit here yesterday where he wanted to go. You think that's the holdup? Is the Falcons are so dis- I don't know, I don't know if dysfunctional is the word. They're so unprepared for this. I don't know if unprepared is the word, but, you know, obviously the Colts don't believe that they're going to get Deshaun Watson because of being in the division, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this, that, you know, it's just, it's just highly unlikely it's going to happen. Seattle seems to have zero interest in Deshaun Watson, which I can't say zero, but a less than 1% interest. It seems like they're not even involved in these discussions. So that one's uh, interesting to me. I think Seattle should be, especially with all the capital they just got from Denver, two firsts and, you know, maybe Drew Locke or... Anything yeah. two first, another add another first to your own. How are you not interested in Deshaun Watson right now? Pete Carroll even uh, made a, a statement that like, oh, Colin Kaepernick called me. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's just to me like Cleveland's out. It's these are the only two. Like as much as Carolina is also like in the running, they're not even really in the running either. Like you know oh, he's I- from Clemson, which is you know, or he's he's from Georgia. He played at Clemson, which is all in that. Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina area. He'd still be a hometown, quote-unquote, hero. Uh, You know, it's just – I mean, it just seems like it's Falcons or Saints. And like you said, what's the holdup? Because the Falcons have to find a way to move Matt Ryan. You can't hold on to both of them. And it doesn't seem like anybody's jumping into – I don't think you can make the Watson deal without having something ready for Ryan to go. Yeah. And does Matt Ryan have a no trade clause? I don't know. Does he have a no trade clause? I would sure hope not. I don't think he's done. I mean, I'll, I'll even think he hasn't done that much. But um, they've given him loyalty to a team. I don't know how much that matters to the Falcons either. Uh, Matt uh, Matt Ryan has a no trade clause. Oh God, this is gonna get ugly, so ugly, dude. So if he doesn't want to go anywhere, oh. you can't acquire Sean Watson. And why would he wait? Why would he say I'm going to the Texans? <laughs> that would be career suicide. Well, yeah, that's true too. Because where's he from? Where's Matt Ryan from? Boston College. I know that's where he went. No, I know he played at Boston College, but I don't think he's from the Northeast, is he? Let's see. I'm gonna look here real quick. Early years. Oh, he's from Philadelphia. He is from the Northeast. I guess that's that's Northeast. I consider Northeast like New York and above. But yeah, <laughs> Philly. I guess you can lump that in the Northeast. But point being is, is that. He has a no trade clause too, so that might be why the holdup is. You know, he's taking so long because Matt Ryan is like, why? Why am I accommodating all of this? <laughs> why am I accommodating Deshaun Watson coming in, taking my job, and then after fifteen plus years in the league, I've got to now go find a new team with the Houston Texans <laughs> with the, with the potentially the Texans. I think if he goes to the Colts, that'd be fine. But oh yes, please. Where else is he going to go that he's going to be like, yeah, this is a great landing spot for me? Nowhere. Cleveland? No, that be too much. The pressure on that guy would be insane. On in Cleveland, I don't think so. Oh come on! If Matt Ryan walked in the building next year and led the Cleveland Browns to the divisional round, they'd be just fine. They'd be happy. Meanwhile, Trubisky's balling. He said, "This is where I want it to be." 
Trubisky's going to be bawling his eyes out when he realizes the AFC North is going to destroy him. Thank you. <laughs> um, not so fast. We'll get to Devontae Adams on the other side. But Zedarius Smith, apparently his role model is Randy Gregory. Um, I don't know what Zedarius Smith is about to do, but it seems like he, he said, no, nope, no, nope, Ravens aren't good. This is like days afterwards, too. Like, I don't know how like, he he thinks about this, signs or signs a contract, and he's like, I don't know about this anymore. Well, that was because he never actually – never actually signed a contract because yeah, the league no year crap. hadn't started yet. So as I read it and I see it, um, basically he saw what Von Miller got and he was like, Ooh, I nice. can hold out. I can hold out for more. And a, I'm, I don't like that. I'm sorry. But you, you're I committed mean, to a team. You can't say, Oh, well this guy, you're not Von Miller pal. I don't care. When he's healthy, he was pretty comparable to Von Miller, not not career wise, but at least in right. his prime. And that's the that's the dangerous thing about getting these handshake deals before the league year starts. You know, when something else, when another domino falls. Oh, sorry, are we doing this? Thank you. No, on the other hand. Oh, okay. There you go. This oh, is sorry. weird. <laughs> um, when the other domino falls, now all of a sudden, Zendaria Smith doesn't feel like he's you know, getting his max worth. Now, it, you can argue, you know, here's the question. He's coming off of a major injury. He, you know, he's leaving Green Bay. You know, he's, uh, he may not be Von Miller. That, that could be fact. He may not be Von Miller. But the fact is, is, you know, he feels he's worth more. And maybe when he comes back tail between his legs and nothing, you know, <laughs> nothing gets done anywhere else, might be able to get him for cheaper. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, I can be the kid. What a great offseason this has been. It has been, ironically. Yes, I agree with you. Friday football. Fr- oh, Tom Brady's back. That helps you, too. Um, Friday football frenzy is alive and well. When we come back, we'll, we'll talk Devontae Adams. Also, is it fair or unfair for a person who's born a man to win a women's final? We'll explain that. Don't cancel us. We'll be right back. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs. High quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at AM Drive. Online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Sports fans are gearing up at fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Do you like online shopping? Jeff Bezos made online shopping better with Amazon. You can buy batteries, get a TV, even purchase your favorite soda. But wait, do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twilight Sports. Next time you use Amazon, Use www.tomonsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Sign in 
and get shopping. It costs you nothing and helps us. That's www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks. All right, are you tired of all these channels on TV that have nothing to watch of interest to you? Mike says yes. So then you got to get Sling TV. Condense that cable package down into the, the programs and the shows that you want to watch by visiting MikeAndAaronDrive.com and clicking on the Sling, T- Sling TV logo. They've got hit shows, breaking news, sports, of course, which is great for all of us to watch, and all of that starting at just $35 a month, or you can get a three-day Free trial offer as well. Once again, visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click the Sling TV logo today. Slinger. Devontae Adams has reunited with Derek Carrs. The Packers have suddenly traded the star wide receiver to the Raiders. Um, yes, yeah, so that was a Fresno State reference as well. Shout out Sammy Action, who actually told me that first before I noticed it was a thing. Um, but what the hell, Devontae? The, talking about the connection? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you made a pun or something that I just missed. Okay, got no. it. But what the heck, Devontae Adams? Come on, man. The, the the preview tweet I just made for our show is Derek is um Devontae Adams reunites with Derek Carr, but is that uh, is that the fate of Aaron Rodgers? Now Aaron Rodgers can make I believe most guys good. He's like a Tom Brady effect. He can throw you open. He can you know locker room aside. You can have career year, I believe, with Aaron Rodgers. But I didn't read much of this, but what the heck? Did Avani Adams request this trade, or will the Packers even get back for this? This is not a good look for Aaron Rodgers. So as I'm reading it, it's a first and second pick in this up first and round and second round pick in this upcoming oh, draft. Wow. Uh so which on surface seems light for the Raiders to have to give up. I mean, we know they're not yeah. hitting on first round picks lately, even with the new regime here, there's a possibility that, or there's a probability that no one in the draft in that first round, which they're picking in the 20s, is better than Devontae Adams right now. Now, Devontae Adams wanted to get paid. He wanted $30 million or in that neighborhood, and the, and the Packers slapped a franchise tag on him. And again, I don't know what happened behind closed doors, but he basically probably said, I will not play this year if I'm playing under the franchise tag. And the Packers got the max value that they could out of him, a first round pick and a second round pick. I'm not blaming the Packers on this one. This is, this is the fact that Devontae Adams did not want to play under the tag with all the situations going on, the, with the cap numbers and everything, the Packers could not afford to give him what he wanted. And now Aaron Rodgers, who, again, I know his cap number went down, but he took a lot of money he did. to be in green Bay and now he is. He wanted part of the roster uh, decisions. He wanted to be a part of molding this roster. Now what happens? What do you do, Aaron Rodgers? Now all of a sudden, you have effectively zero elite wide receivers on your team. You've lost yeah. Zendarius Smith, who could have been a valuable piece to the offense. All right, you're up, Aaron. You wanted roster control. You wanted roster input. You're you're on. It's your turn. You're buddy. up, Aaron. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's your turn. So I have no problem with this. Now, anybody paying Devontae Adams $28-plus plus million is, is, is just insane. And I ultimately, I'm curious to see what happens in Vegas. But for right now, it's a match made in heaven for, for Carr and Adams. I'm sure they're going to love do, uh, you know, connecting here in Vegas with that. But as far as the Packers go, I, I found a, a colossal stat that made me really – made my jaw drop almost. Okay, so let's take it. Last year, uh, in 16 games, Devontae Adams had 123 catches – for 1,553 yards and 12 touchdowns, okay? The next six wide receivers on the Packers roster statistically totaled 115 catches for 1,519 yards and 16 touchdowns combined. (laughs) Wow, who likes Devontae Adams? Packers are in trouble if they don't find somebody. Now, now I know that there are already linked rumors of Odell Beckham Jr., but he's going to miss half a season. Right, and maybe they want like maybe they could think they could find like a Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson down that far. Maybe it's possible one of them one one of them will be there. Like I can I can get with that, but 
you know, you're looking at a situation where you're adding a rookie wide receiver to what you have now. Valdez Scantling is probably going to be on his way out. So Alan Lazard is your number one receiver. To be you fair, wanna... and let's talk about this because I, I could say the Packers got worse. Or they're already a lot worse than they were last year. And Aaron Rodgers, that might be his fault. Well, that's not even an arguable point. <laughs> oh, good. There you go. I mean, you lost one of the top three, many argue the best wide receivers in the league. And you think you're you think somehow you got better based on whoever you pick in the first round. So like now their two picks are going to be early twenties and late twenties based on the Raiders and you know their own pick. So you might have to go draft two wide receivers in the first round just to just to fill the position of need or two quarterbacks. That'd be an interesting debate too. <laughs> oh my god, if they did that, that would be just if you had Jordan Love, two more rookies, and Aaron Rodgers. Like that's just you know just fold the franchise. Yeah, poverty franchise as you. If like they to draft say. one quarterback in this draft, I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh. I think they should draft one quarterback, but it doesn't necessarily need to be with those two first round picks. That's for sure. What if they do though? <laughs> Just one. Who's that more of a slap in the face to? Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love? <laughs> oh, it'd be to Aaron Rodgers for sure. Would it? I mean, we know we we this with this new contract extension, the writing is on the wall. Now, I think the Packers, if they can pick up, you know, somebody, I thought Allen Robinson would have been good. He's already obviously gone to to L.A. Like, I'd have to look at the, the free agents that are left. But, I mean, you have Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, still a great running game. You have Aaron Rodgers. If you can find somebody just to be a, you know, even not even Devontae Adams type, even a guy who can get you 1,000 yards, uh, you know, and, and can and can be productive, I think that's where we're at here. And they still be a fine team in a, in a pretty bad division. Aaron, this next topic I really don't like. I feel like it's, it's a very sour topic. It's a topic that I know what's right and wrong. And whether it's right or wrong to other people, I don't care because I know how, you know, genetics work. Okay. There's trans woman, transgender woman, whatever you want to politically correct call this, he, her, he, it, whatever, um, named, ah, uh, Leah Thomas pretty much dominated Division I swimming and won not the trans women finals, not the men's finals, not the women's. She won the women's finals. And it was, I don't think, I've, I've heard it wasn't close. Um, There are other swimmers who are females or whatever you're supposed to say, born females or cis, whatever they want to call people nowadays. There are other swimmers who are females who feel like, who I've actually heard saying, like, this is not fair. Because they know how swimming relies on body strength. And I don't care what way you slice it or dice it or chop it off. It does not matter. And that's not a joke either. This is wrong. I think I asked the question fair or unfair because the society we live in, I think it's completely unfair. It's like, you like if you were doing this to the men's, fantastic. But you are thinking that you're a woman now? Is not right to me. You robbed so many college students of, of their dream. One of these girls was going to win that thing, and you decide to be to do your thing. I have no respect for this whatsoever. I don't. I don't care what the rules are. I think we're going to look back at this hundred years from now and say, "Wow, that was a stupid time in history." Not even the fact of the political correctness of it all, Aaron. Just the fact that this was allowed to happen is completely wrong, in my opinion. Yeah, this is oh, this is such a tough subject and one that there's I can't say there's no right answer or no wrong answer because there is. It just it depends on what that that answer is person to person like I mean, back in the day, women fought so hard to gain equal rights in yes. what's called Title IX. Um I don't know if you remember that. There was an I've ESPN heard, 30. I read up on it too. It's there's not- 30 for 30 on it. And it almost feels like this sets it, you know, sets those back. Now, in the world we live in, we also want to accept transgender people and people who are unsure about their gender. I don't know what the right words are. I, I won't pretend to. Um, And ultimately, as a person, I can accept, you know, their, you know, their story, their journey and whatever they want to do in life. But there are speed bumps to that. And that's. This is one of them, you know, as a person who has genetics that are male, this feels like it should not be allowed against people who are genetically 
who have genetics of simply only female. Now, Leah Thomas has, I don't know if she's, she's been, you know, she's gotten surgery or if she's gotten, I don't know the whole story with this, this situation. And frankly, I know that it's a big point of contention amongst, you know, it's, it's almost like a political discussion here. You know, it, it has gotten to the level of that. I don't know if it'll ever become even further, but there have been um, other people who have done this and switched, you know, transitioned from female to male as well. Um, are you going to let them compete in male events? If they, no. If they come a career suicide, yeah, no. But that's the question. So if a person who identifies and transitions into a male from female, it's hard to keep them away from being able to compete in competitions of their gender. And if they don't win, we don't really care. Right. You know, because if a person, you know, switches from female to male and competes in a you know, male, male sport, whatever it is, and, and is terrible at it, we don't care. But when a person switches from male to female and, and thoroughly dominates the sport, wins by almost two seconds, which in, in, a, in, a, in a race style insane. competition, yeah. that's, that's big. That's absolutely big. Now, you can argue, okay, Katie Ledecky, the world record time wasn't ever in doubt because I think I think she was like six or seven seconds away from the world record. Now, yes, Katie Ledecky is an Olympian, a, an accomplished Olympian, and an outlier to the sport. Yes. So it's such a it's such a strange, I don't want to say a strange time we live in, but it's a strange component to this entire time that we live in. Like is it okay for people to transition and then compete as long as they don't win or dominate? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there have been other unknown transitions that have happened where we just don't hear about it because they didn't win by and it two wasn't seconds. Sexy in the media. And yeah, I mean, it may have not, it may have also been at a time where, you know, that was a little bit more shameful right? Uh, for that person. So I, this is such a tough subject. Ultimately, I fall on the side of, you know, I fall on the side of uh, you can't, you have, uh, this is going to sound bad and because it's not, it doesn't fall under every person that exists on planet earth, but males, I, you know, males are just kind of stronger than females kind in a lot of, of aspects. Look, not every one of them. Like if I raced Katie Ledecky today, or if well, I raced yeah, well, some athlete. of these college females, I can't beat them. She's but athletic saying, as crap though. But there's, I mean, even if you went over to your local pool, there's probably women I can't beat in swimming. And, Fair. and, and, and but what I'm saying is, is in traditional like society, like men are stronger than women. Now, yes, yes, there are outliers, of course. So for a male to transition to a female who's already probably, I mean, this is a person who's good at the sport. I would imagine yes. Leah Thomas is good at the sport. You can't have me transition to a female and expect me to dominate women swimming. That's just not going to, but I'm saying a person who's already, uh, you know, a competent swimmer for them to transition and dominate D one swimming like this. I, have you I, read the I story of, of, the, of her as well. Like she, he, she would ever literally transition. Like Look, in it's, college, it's, a, it's a, it's a female. You call her. She like, I, 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 I understand what you're trying to do, but it's, it's, she's a, she, yeah, no, but with that aside, it's still, happened i believe during college or during at least high school i've read I'm like seriously this guy like literally all like grew into these things and then decides oh and now i want to be able no you can't that's this makes it even worse to me that it was so late in life if i'm not mistaken i believe that's true well i mean you're not going to have a 12 year old transitioning that's just that's just but if you're, but you're in college. It's not like you're in professional you're in college sports and you're transitioning well yeah you're going to be stronger well, when you're, you're in college you you're becoming an adult, like you're an adult. And so I get what you're saying and it's tough. And the other question, the other shoe on the other foot is, okay, why now? But at the same time, like we could like, look at the Calvin Ridley thing. Oh, he went away for mental health. Well, are you buying it? No. I mean, why now? Why now? All of a sudden it comes out. He's, you know, been gambling on sports and that's probably a big cover up. The Ben Simmons thing, you know, mental health, uh, you know, can also be affecting in this situation here. Like, you know, okay, did she only transition because she wanted to compete and be a champion? No, I don't think so. I think it ultimately, there's also there's obviously parts of her life that she never felt like she was a male. 
it's tough. I don't know the right answer. If there is a right answer, I would love to hear it. There's an absolute right answer because if this happens and sets a trend, it could destroy women's sports. Agree. Um, I also saw a thing on, on Facebook. This is a great comment. It was very politically correct in today's society. The person was like, yeah, um, both can be true. You can accept transgender people. You can also realize this is completely unfair when you look at swimming. 100%. Both of those can be true. 100%. And I don't know if this makes things better or worse in, for, in, ter- in terms of exclusion or exclusion, but you could also just have a separate division. I don't know. Right. But that exclu- this- excludes them further. <laughs> right. I want to get this quickly. Um, former Mavs GM Donnie Nelson claims he was fired reporting sexual harassment, which to me is, I mean, it's not surprising. Ultimately, I feel like this will be like an out-of-court thing, but – this is this is one of those things where business owners are slimy and people can't admit it, I guess. But hope Donnie Nelson is 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 right here. But I mean, I don't. At the same time, it's I wouldn't be surprised if a billionaire said somebody. I don't know. This is a weird situation to me. So yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting spot here because the claim was made by Donnie Nelson about. His nephew being sexually harassed, assaulted by one of um, Mark Cuban's, you know, kind of his right hand henchmen. And it's uh, it's a tough spot because you're making such an egregious allegation. You know, it's hard. Egregious isn't the right word. You're making such a tremendous allegation. And it's hard really to. It's hard to prove things in a he said, she said, unless there's actual physical evidence. And the question now is, was Donnie Nelson fired simply because he knew too much and Mark Cuban was trying to hide it? Or was Donnie Nelson fired because he was making such egregious claims that could never be fully uh, confirmed? And Mark Cuban didn't want somebody like that in his uh, on his payroll. So it's going to be a big he said, she said in this spot. But. I'm assuming that this suit is going to go to civil court, probably be some kind of financial payoff, which allegedly, according to Donnie Nelson, Cuban offered him $52 million to sign a confidentiality agreement and withdraw the claim. So I'm not oh, sure man. what I'm not sure what he's going to get out of this civil suit if he wins, but if he was seeking only money, probably should have taken that $52 million. Agree. All right. And shout out to the nephew, but my God, 50, that's a lot of money. I'm sorry. That's exactly. a lot of money. I could pay for my therapy with all that crap. My <laughs> nephew, you know what? That's a serious thing. Like, I could just, yeah, sure. I'll pay for my therapy with all that. Sure. I feel like if I had $52 million, I wouldn't need therapy. I would just disappear and off the face of the earth. And my Tupac. Uh-huh. The only people who would hear from me again are my family. So. Right. We come back. Kobe and Wilt's record. Is it on the line of 81, even 100 points? There's been a lot of 50 pieces. We're right back. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs, high quality swag for cheap. Because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. 
almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high-performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Do you like online shopping? Jeff Bezos made online shopping better with Amazon. You can buy batteries, get a TV, even purchase your favorite soda. But wait, do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twilight Sports. Next time you use Amazon, use www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Sign in and get shopping. It costs you nothing and helps us. That's www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks. Before we move on here, Aaron, I looked at Joey Capusta's Twitter page just now, and he says, Joseph Christopher Capusta II, March 17, 2022, 9.04 p.m., 7 pounds, 7 ounces, and showed a picture of Stunting Like My Daddy by Birdman Little Wayne. <laughs> so if he's got a kid, congrats to the front of the show, bro. Seriously. Nice golf clap. Mazel tov. That's Absolutely. awesome, dude. I, I didn't realize... I wish I would have known that. I would have hyped it up more. That's awesome. No, maybe we'll have to have him on and talk about the newest uh, prospect in the, let's see, it's 2022, <laughs> 18 years, in the 2040 Rivals Top 100. <laughs> right, the Talking 215 Legends. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love it. Dude. Shout out, Joey. Great friend of the show. Best person that's the lowest price at AM Drive Online. Do you agree, Aaron? 100%. I 100,000% agree with you. That's a lot of percents. Um, but hey, for barely any sense at all, go to AM Drive online and get stuff like hoodies, mugs. Is your Tumblr still there? No, I'm rocking the Vegas Golden Knights. God, can hey, you ruin that Tumblr? Oh, anyways, last seven of the day, Kobe Bryant scored 81 points in long time ago in ancient unknown records. Will Chamberlain supposedly scored 100, which, of course, if you look at that guy's records, it's like, it's stuff of like urban, like legends, but his records are like just off the charts. But with the recent guys like Cat scoring sixty, Kyrie scoring sixty, um, Bron scored fifty six, I think fifty five. Right. Booker scored seventy once upon a time. Aaron is eighty one or even one hundred going to be popped? I'm going to say yes. Eighty one, yes. Hundred, no. Really. For me. Yeah, 100 points is a lot. I mean, look, look. even the highest-scoring teams only score, what, 100 and, what, 10 points a game? No, they don't score 140 well, consistently. Like, oh, okay, average. Okay, that's fair. So, to me, I just, you know, to me, I understand. If you see a guy on his way to 100, are you not triple-teaming him? Let the other guys feast if they can. Yeah. I'm just not letting a guy get to 100. 81, even in the 81 shot, like Kobe just couldn't miss that night against the Raptors. And he was taking every shot. I I mean, look, 60 is incredible. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's incredible for a game. I think if anybody wanted to, they could get to 81. I believe I just, that's, that's my thing. I just don't see 100. I wouldn't. I just on my pride alone, if I was on defense there, I would not let this guy get to 100. I'd say, look, five on zero. We might lose this game, but you are not scoring 100 You're points. Like Marcus Smart, just maybe just die for the legs of Steph Curry there. Yeah, well, I'm not going to hurt the guy. But <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm going to play five. I'm going to play four on one. I'm going to stick one guy in the key, uh, and we're going to we're going to guard you with four guys. You're not getting 100 on me. I will punt this game, but you are not getting 100 points on me. For your top five Tuesday idea, I texted you this. But I feel like maybe not this next week, but I feel like in the coming weeks we could do like a unbreakable sports records. Because I, I have a feeling I have a, a winner, and it's not the 100 top points. Five Tuesday. Huh? 
Uh, no, the winner for me, and it would be no contest, and I, it, nothing will ever, no one will ever do it, I don't think, in today's world. Uh, I don't want to give it away uh, right now, but what do you th- what do you think my unbreakable record is? Wayne Gretzky's points record. No. Really? No, could be, it could be broken. Seven no. Super Bowls will be a good one, too, though. Actually, it's two records, really, but one of them I know will never happen, and that is um, Lou Gehrig's consecutive games played streak. Oh, fair. That's a good one, too. Well, or not Lou Gehrig's. It's uh, Cal Ripken's now. Sorry. It was Lou Gehrig's. Lou Gehrig's got broken by Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken's consecutive games played streak. Well, it's already been broken, so there you go. All right, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us. I already ruined Top 5 Tuesday for next week, apparently. So uh, It's been a great week. Uh, we've had an awesome shows. Obviously, our guest, Andy Lindahl, last, uh, yesterday, actually, I want a special thanks awesome. to him again. Mazel tov to our boy Scooter McGilly, Joey Capusta, for the birth of his son. And, of course, we appreciate you guys supporting us each and every day, each and every week. Support those sponsors right above Mike's head at MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Support those socials at AM Drive TV, And, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel to help us out as well. So for Michael Carvelis, I am Aaron Crouch. We'll see you guys Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern time, only right here on 12 Ounce Sports. Drive safe.